0: Hello everyone, and welcome to RPG Cast 476 for October 6th, 2018. It's all the sixes today. I'm Anna Reproved here, and I'm hosting for a change. I have taken over the podcast. I have offed Chris. Pausecast! Pausecast! Catcast. Alright, everybody's feeling It going to be
1: a girl cast, but then the guys showed up. I
0: know! It was going to be bag cast, and then, then the guys just blew it. So. Damn guys! Ah, you man. you
2: ignored ignored our no men allowed on our treehouse.
0: <laughs> so that is Kelly Ryan. Hello, and we also heard from Joshua. Oh man, this is embarrassing. Carpenter, thank you. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to remember people's yeah, it's last hard, names. Isn't it? I don't it's know. Hard. Yeah, but Bulls I know I, I know Pascal Takaya is. Wait, did I pronounce I, that I'm right?
3: Here...
4: Yeah, I'm here for Annika. Woohoo
0: Alright, and uh, that's Chris Proof here over there. Yeah. He's not as important. Yeah. So we've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. So we have all been playing lots of games.
4: I am also here. I, was, I was gonna say, oh. is Alex not here?
0: Well his his Post? his box says maybe. So well, it's
4: not heard, my fault. I heard him earlier. He he spoke up.
1: All right. Alex Fuller. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Alex. We can have our own show over here.
4: So how is this a girl somewhere. cast today?
0: Well, originally, when I, <laughs> Every guy I asked if anybody was going to be here, it was like Kelly who said yes. So me and Kelly were like, woo, girl cast. Because Chris wasn't supposed to be here either. And you then gonna, everybody showed
2: up. We were just going to do our nails and have a pillow fight and talk about
0: boys. boys. <sighs> you all ruined it. Just, I don't know what to do with you all. Except make you talk about games. Yeah. So, Josh, what have you been playing?
5: So, I've been playing two games. One of them is good, and one of them is not. All
0: right, let's start so, with the good which one. Which
5: one's which?
0: <laughs> Pascal, yeah, it's so tough. Spoilers, I'm on the Pascal edge of my already seat. knows which one is <laughs> so good. So tell and which us which one is bad.
2: Also, Valkyria Chronicles is the turd.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, I guess I did finish that since the last one and put up the review. It's Yay. good. Um. But we'll most of the last later. two weeks have been split between, or have been split, playing a turd game for review and 428 Shibuya Scramble.
0: So I got this for Chris, and the problem that we've had is it came out the same day as Dragon Quest Eleven, and he's played nothing but Dragon Quest Eleven.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
0: So I want to hear about this game because it sounds insane.
1: I do not regret it, it, my choice.
5: <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling this game kind of got lost in the shuffle with, you know, Spider Man and. Uh, Dragon Quest coming out that exact same week. Would you say it, it got has lost almost in no, the scramble? Yeah, got lost in the scramble because it it. I mean, it's got like almost no reviews on Amazon or Steam. Oh, so it's that's kinda
0: sad. sad.
5: I know, I know. They sent it to so, die.
0: <clears throat> so this game so, originally came out on like the Wii.
5: Yes, it is a well. Um, I believe uh, Chunsoft calls it a sound novel. It, it's kind of like a, as a as a sort of. Uh, subset of a visual novel and that that's kind of a weird term that we don't hear a whole lot but once you start playing this game it starts making sense because this game it's a visual novel it's all text you know it's just images and text the difference with this game is that instead of usually you know usually with visual novels it's drawn artwork in the background Mm -hmm. this one is all photographs So they have actors and they're taking photographs and that's how they're telling the story is with photographs and then just lots of text. Okay, so this sounds interesting. Yeah. And and instead of having voice acting, which, you know, like lots of uh, visual novels will have voice acting in the background. Instead, they use both music as well as um, sound effects to kind of set the mood. So, you know, if, if you're in a scene and you're out in the middle of Shibuya, you know, it will. there won't really be a soundtrack. There'll just be the sounds of the city going on around you. So like that if, blah,
0: blah, 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 blah,
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people talking and moving past you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a city. Okay, the ambient noise. Ambient
1: noise, yeah. Well, yeah Thank or, you, wait, yeah. You have, to, you have to grind on the noise. I saw that earlier. You need to fight the noise. <laughs> no, no, no that's noise. a different game and oh. Alex will talk about oh, it. Oh, all right, all right. That's later.
5: <laughs> um. Or or they'll, you know, like if you're in a particularly tense scene, very much like a like a, a thriller or a horror movie, you know, they'll have the music kind of like the thump, the thump to, to heighten the tension. Like it, it, mm-hmm, it works really well. So this game is it's a visual novel. It's about a um, it takes place in Shibuya, as the title indicates. And you have five different characters that you follow around. There's been this kidnapping and they're, and uh, one of the characters is paying off a ransom for the kidnappers. And the rest of the characters all kind of revolve around this story. It's people who are in Shibuya. And the, all of their stories are kind of tied together.
0: So do you so, do, like, individual paths? Or do they sort of intermingle? Do you play each of them sort of for a chunk of time?
5: Yeah, they are individual paths, but you have to bounce back and forth between them. So you'll start playing... Uh... In a very visual novel fashion, every so often you may have to make a you know an A or B or an A B C type choice, mm-hmm. and then you keep going, and then eventually you'll either run into like a bad end. There are lots of them. Most of them are kind of silly. Like one I had the other night was where I accidentally got sucked into an alternate dimension and thus wasn't able to solve the kidnapping. <laughs> so, <laughs> all
0: right, that, that would put yeah. a damper on your on your sleuthing, yes.
5: Yeah, yeah. So whenever you run into one of these bad, (laughs) don't you hate when that happens? Don't you hate when you get sucked? Yeah, when you accidentally get sucked into another dimension.
4: If it's on purpose, it's okay.
5: (laughs) So every, you know, like every once in a while, you run into one of these bad ends, and you'll have to like either backtrack along your timeline and make a different decision. You know, you'll have to go back and be like, okay, like one of them the other day. um, I ran into one of the uh, characters you play as is a cop. And uh, one of the things is, like, I, I saw this suspect, and one of your options is to either, like, run him down or basically, like, ignore him. And so when I ran him down and caught him, I, that actually turned into a bad end because he you just end up taking him back to the police department and you spend all day interrogating him. And he never tells you anything, so, you know, like, you miss out on actually solving the uh, kidnapping. Oh,
0: wow. So you have to, like, wow. go back
5: and then, like, let him go.
0: These are like Radiant Historia style endings. It's like doing the right thing or doing the just thing isn't always the right
5: thing. Correct. So sometimes it's going to be that. And then sometimes you'll have to swap over to a different timeline to one of the other characters to in order to avoid that bad end. So like, you know, like you Wait, might get Oh go question. Ahead.
4: Yeah. Uh, Chris, what were you rolling your eyes at?
1: Uh, the butt. The podcasters can't see that.
4: Oh, I'm so, I, I really thought it was something about Radiant Historia. Or... I had uh, to know. I'm sorry. What Anna
1: said, I was just rolling my eyes. It was, it's <laughs> always the right thing. It's not always the Anna.
4: best thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody else saw it, but Chris's eyes almost popped out of his head.
1: <laughs> well, I
2: mean, that's literally how Radiant Historia plays.
0: Except for when you push the self-destruct button. Yes. That, that one's pretty obvious. You shouldn't yeah. push the self-destruct
5: button.
1: Spoilers.
0: Uh, that's not really a spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. Carry on, Josh.
5: Let's see. Where was. Oh, oh, so what was I talking about? In How it? about. Um, do you recommend the game? Oh, man. It's fantastic. I think it's already like the best straight visual novel I've ever played. I've, I'm like two thirds of the way through it. I, I'm not sure if it tops like VLR where they're kind of adding in puzzle aspects too, but. It's it's really good. Oh, the other part now I remember where I was at. Um like there there are bad ends and then you know, sometimes you have to go backwards to um you know, just make a different choice, and then sometimes you have to pop over to another character and kind of do something that will prevent that bad end from happening.
0: This really does so, sound like Radiant Historia, doesn't it, Kelly? Mm-hmm. Have you played Radiant Historia, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: I like, don't know if that's a fair or- comparison from the way that the sort of time mechanic and the way you jump around between timelines works, yeah, it kind of is I mean, only in this one you've got five different characters instead of like two timelines that you're jumping back and forth between but yeah, you'll do that where you might have to jump over to a different character and say like, create a traffic jam with this other character so that this you know, so that the uh, the cop doesn't get to a crime scene too early and get <sighs>
3: sorry
5: uh, that's okay so, like, there's that, and it has, like, a really fun sense of humor to it that I've really enjoyed. It, certainly it's, it fits my sense of humor. Um, oh, 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 now now I'm remembering another thing I should mention. The um, As you're reading along in the game, you know, like, walls and walls of text, and then every once in a while there'll be uh, these, I think they call them tip words, there'll be these highlighted words that you can click on, and you, they give you like extra information sometimes about the thing. Like they, they also do this to kind of like flesh out some of the NPCs. So you'll click on the word and it will tell you like all about this, like NPCs background. Like there was this one where it was this waitress who was uh, coming on to, uh, who was getting onto one of the, uh, the, the reporter character in this case, cause he was smoking in a bar and he wasn't, it, it was a non-smoking bar and, you know, like it has this description of her where where while she appears cute and demure at first glance, she's actually quite strong willed and frightening with angry when angry. She works nights at a place called the scolding pub where customers rent private rooms in which they're scolded at length by attractive girls.
0: I've heard of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds more like a Yakuza game now.
0: <laughs> well, they do make Yakuza references in the game, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The,
4: Sounds there was like this, marriage.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: There was this yeah like this one character is, is is uh captured by the yakuza and they were like he's in or, or something like he was in bondage to the yakuza and the uh the tip line was like here bondage is used strictly in the sense of captivity any other types of yakuza bondage will not be featured in this game sorry if the tip link got your hopes up <laughs> Like right. That kind of stuff, it loves like breaking the fourth wall. The game plays straight, but the, the, the tip stuff is kind of weird and funny.
0: Alright, so you love Shibuya Scramble, but do you love Metal Maxino?
5: Oh, man.
4: <laughs> Poor okay. Metal Maxino. I... <laughs> so Before Pascal's been playing that, this, too. Yeah, asked. but I wasn't even going to uh, share yet. I, I, I really want to ask, Anna, you need to clarify. Um, because... At E3, we both sat in um, in Nisa's booth, mm-hmm. and Travis from Nisa was showing Metal Max, and I, I distinctly remember you saying, oh, Pascal, you have to try this, this you know, you're going to love it, or this is great, or something really positive sounding. Uh, please explain yourself.
0: <laughs> um, I didn't like the series, and I never have. I played the one that came out on PS2, and it was crap. It was also like the worst game of the series. Um, but I was, sincerely, I actually thought Metal Mag was going to be better than it apparently is.
4: What's the history with that series? So,
0: it's a super long-running series in Japan. It's been on a whole bunch of different platforms. I think there's something like 10 games in the series. And the idea is Metal Mag Xeno is a reboot of the series. And so you don't have to have played any of the other Metal Max games to play Xeno, whereas a lot of the other Metal Max games had sort of like um, built on each other and referenced back to each other. Um, The way that you build the Max in Metal Max Xeno has been highly simplified compared to the original sort of way you did that. And so game mechanics in general have been simplified in Metal Max Xeno compared to the Metal Max series in general. So game yeah, this was supposed I'm to be not... like yeah, this was supposed to be a rebirth of the series, and it was supposed to sort of take all of the fan feedback from the last X number of years and implement it in the development of the game.
5: And metal, I don't think the mechanics are the biggest problem in the game. Like uh, I, I followed it for years, thanks to Michael Baker, who has reviewed and talked about them on the site for. You know, eons and eons because he's a big fan of the series. So I was always interested in the games because they just look weird. You know, you'll have like uh, a dinosaur that also has like tank cannons on it coming out of it.
0: Yeah, what did what did we fight at E3? It was a squid with a trombone.
4: <laughs> I I don't even remember. Um, I don't think I maybe I did find. I thought it was just a robot, but I could be wrong.
0: No, well, maybe that's what we fought at PAX. Probably. We we didn't get to play a ton of it at Pax because the demo hadn't been correctly set up, and so the things that we were fighting were like completely impossible for us
5: to fight. Ooh, whoops! <laughs> they they let you um, run into those really nasty enemies. It's got
4: mm-hmm. actually. It kind of sounds like the game at times. <laughs> <laughs> at least in my experience. I don't know if the demo was that incorrectly set up.
1: Ooh, the one right. I you played should... at PAX, Anna, if that was PAX, is we were in the middle of nowhere and everything was too easy.
4: Okay. Also sounds like the, the game at other times. Oh, I think okay. you guys <laughs> played the final build. I all don't right. think this was a... <laughs> Both of you are absolutely correct. Yeah,
0: so I mean the impression that I get from talking to people, and guys, please correct me if, if I'm wrong, is that the overworld, which has visible enemies, is exceptionally easy. Um, but yes. as soon as you go into the dungeons, which have random encounters, it's exceptionally difficult.
5: It is certainly much more difficult. The, the thing is is you have this overworld where you're driving you're, you drive your tank around, mm-hmm. and there's a whole lot of nothing in this overworld. Mm-hmm. It is barren. I think we, I think we decided it looked like a PS2 game, right, Pascal.
4: Uh oh, I think it's that's pretty ugly. it a lot of slack even still.
5: It's it's a it's a pretty sad looking game and it looks it does not look very good on I think the it, PS4. Yeah, the
4: I think it looks like a, would love. Yeah. Like even for PS2 standards looks like a budget title maybe. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it it's using its um like wasteland setting to kind of Get away with murder, you know, to, to make it as simplistic and ugly looking as possible. And I, I expect it to look ugly to fit the theme, but I think it's trying too much of it. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cutting court. Well, I mean, you know, you play something like Fallout, which is very much a similar similar world concept, you know, post-apocalyptic mm you know desolate wasteland and you know wait fallout fallout still has interesting things to see in the wasteland and metal max does not
4: (laughs) yeah i mean on on a positive note i think the um the on screen uh character portraits that happen during um during dialogue which are like really large like they fill the entire screen from top to bottom they're really nice they're detailed and like the design is really great on those so there are highlights that being maybe one of the only ones but that is a highlight
5: some some of the monster designs are interesting like a, you know like that that's what i have the little bits i've enjoyed in this game are just kind of the weird monsters the hippopotamus that opens up its mouth and a giant you know, cannon barrel comes out of it and shoots at you. And, you know, the huge, wow, what even was it? Like, it would look like a brontosaurus, but it had a bunch of missile launchers and cannons on its back to shoot at you with. Like that kind of stuff is fun. But so what's the gameplay like? The gameplay is split. It's turn-based RPG, and you have the two different parts. You have the part where you're on the overworld, the desolate overworld, where you're riding around in your tank. And there will be occasionally enemies will just kind of pop up. The good thing it does is that you can actually attack enemies from your tank, and you can just you know you can just fire your guns at them. And if they're a weak enemy, a lot of times you'll just kill them with that one shot and not even have to fight the actual encounter. And you'll get your EXP and your your drop of random you know items. Like that part is good. And then then once you actually get into actual combat, I mean, the the tank part of the combat, I don't know, maybe Pascal feels differently. I think it's okay. Like, it's pretty, it's okay, slightly different sort of turn-based RPG. Enemies do have, like, elemental weaknesses, and you can kind of modify your tanks in all kinds of weird ways and have barrels and <laughs> weapons hanging off of it and sticking out of strange places, and uh, they, you know, you can get different ones with different elemental abilities to uh, hit enemy weaknesses. But then there's also these dungeons that you'll come across where you have to get out of your tank and fight on foot. And those are those are just strictly random encounters. You don't have any control to, like, avoid enemies. And the encounter rates in some of them are insanely high. Mm-hmm. They, they have just padded it out with really high encounter rates.
4: And the encounters themselves are often just... See, so Anna, I have to disagree with whatever you said you heard. Um, I think the dungeons are some of the easiest things ever. Uh, most of the encounters in the dungeon can just be like you have uh, three characters in your party. And oftentimes the encounter will be over after my first one or two characters attack.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Like yeah. the third character rarely even gets a, a turn. Um, unless you have the bad luck of running into like every dungeon seems to have one enemy type that can like wipe your party out with ease. So yeah, it's, it's going.
5: Yeah, they're called the named enemies. Any enemy that actually has like a specific name rather than just like a category, or the like the really tough ones in dungeons. So you can tell you can run away from them sometimes. Yeah.
4: Um, and so what I'm finding is, is also when when driving around with the tank, there are certain times when you have to take your tank through a tunnel or something like that, which basically acts um, the same as the on foot dungeons do, but uh, with random encounters. But while riding your tank, so especially late in the game, what I've found is that either you're going to run into an encounter with a single enemy, which is doable and usually goes by very, really quickly and easily, or you run into, um, or it stacks 10 enemies into an encounter, all of which are more difficult to, to defeat, and then they just tear you to shreds you know, bef- before the, the end of two or three rounds. And unless you make a habit of running out of encounters, you're not going to get very far. And so I think that the, the combat... Um, the mechanics are okay i agree but it isn't fun it's <laughs> a lot of the design choices around combat just don't make it enjoyable i think
2: and i take it the story doesn't save any of it either
4: oh god oh jeez <laughs> i don't even it's it's so it's so there are so many things i kind of want to just give away and spoil not that they're like interesting revelations but just weird <laughs>
0: Yeah, the um, story is not the strength of Metal Max games. Uh, okay.
4: Josh and I were chatting about it on Slack a couple of times already, just some what the the tangents it goes off into because they have nothing else to, to fill the story with. Like there's no story. So sometimes the um in between I guess dungeon segments, the um you just you just kind of sit through forced um narrative scenes and I don't. I don't really want to get into what they talk about, but it just is dumb.
5: <laughs> oh god, it's it. Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to talk about the sexual sure, politics well, of this yeah, game? It is terrible.
4: That, I think that that's hinting at it. I think. I mean, I would love to save like one or two things for the review. There you go. Okay. I think that's a good description, <laughs> and it just has nothing to do with the story. And yeah, I don't.
0: Know. All right. It, <laughs> so how about Pascal? Because, you, Pascal, you've been knee-singing it up. Because the other <sighs> game you're playing is Labyrinth of Refrain, right? Yeah,
4: oh, right. And it was at the same. It was at the same exact uh, meeting. You were there. Yep. I don't know if you, because you were busy with um with a game as well on the.
0: Yeah, I was playing the Lost Vita Child in Disgaea mm. on the Switch.
4: On the Switch, so I don't know how much you saw of, of when I was uh, trying out Labyrinth, but um, yeah. So I've, I'm I'm still trying it out, and I just I don't know. I don't I don't get it. It's um so it's a. It's a pure dungeon crawler, just like um, like so. It's an Etrian Odyssey, but from what I can tell, with with really uh, with just um, exponentially more complicated like stats and setups and all kinds of terminology for your for your party. Um, and I I just don't really like get the appeal of the the dungeon crawling. That must that clearly appeals to a certain type of gamer.
2: It but, certainly does
4: the the filling in the map square by square the, the the grid by grid and finding where all the walls are and traveling along each wall and comp, you know having the map fill out each room as you go um, yeah that's where I'm at I don't know I'm I haven't I've really focused more on Metal Max so I, I I don't think I've gotten as far into the game to really give it like a final like this is what I think about it that's kind of my I, I don't know how, how many hours maybe Anywhere between five and ten hours so far, so I've seen a bunch of it. I do like the um, the story segments that play out uh, in between the dungeon runs. Um, so getting the game, I was kind of afraid at first that it was just going to be like real aimless. Like it kind of seems like that it's a never-ending dungeon, and you just go back into it and just I don't know grind it out. I guess, but there are um, four story segments that pop up. Frequently, and those are fully voiced. They're the characters are are funny and enjoyable, so I like the story so far um, and the way it's presented. But the actual gameplay, meh. I'm a little lukewarm on it, and it may not be for me. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably not too different from Lost Child, I guess, since you're you're playing that.
0: Um, no, it's it's pretty different. Pretty
4: different because
0: the the. The big thing about Labyrinth of Refrain is making your... So I played this again at PAX. um, And the big thing with Labyrinth of Refrain is making your Covenants. And so originally when you start out, you can only put one character in a slot. But you build up to be able to put up to like eight in a slot.
4: Mm -hmm. I'm still only at the point where I can put one in each slot. So that tells you something about how far along I am.
0: Wow. Okay, so that may be like a super long game.
4: Yeah, I do have um, all five covenants, which is basically five like party members, but each one only has one person in it at the moment. So the, the party is kind of basic. And so I haven't really gotten to the point where I, I, I see the point of party customization yet, because basically I just have my, my five characters. And I, for the most part, just say auto battle every battle, auto battle it out, because it doesn't really I haven't really found that it makes too much of a difference. Of what type of character they are, or uh, what their positioning in the group is, I, I'm sure there's more to it than that, um, and it hasn't caught my interest that much to even to want to continue. But I mean, I guess I will soon. That's that's my initial take on it, though. I just don't. It, at the end of the day, I think even if it was Lost Child or Etrian or something, I don't think I'm um, I'm the target audience for it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. But,
4: uh, yeah. It's not, is I would it, say it's terrible.
5: Is it it's one not. of those Nisa things where it's got way too many systems for its own yes. good?
4: Yes. Well, that's the thing about this. <laughs> poor, um, poor Travis from Nisa. I, I think I was really exasperating him at E3 because I just I couldn't. I, I, you, you can't wrap your head around the systems in this game within a what, like a fifteen, 15 minute demo? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's
0: it's deep. <laughs> I mean, I think we of, end up spending half an hour just talking about him mm-hmm, playing this game, right. and I still had questions.
4: Most of the demo time uh, for this was spent just listening to to him try to explain what's a covenant, what's a covenant, how do they work together, what does it mean, uh, and uh, that's you know, and that's just scratching the surface of of all the the terminology you have to know to to get this. The game comes with a, um, well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the game because the the release probably doesn't, but like the. Um, one of the uh, what is it called? What are the handout of E3? I don't know. The, one of the press, I guess, assets or whatever, is a um, like a, a fully hand-drawn comic book about the um, about the setup of the story and like to to learn and get familiar with the the vocabulary and the um the the systems that are in play in it. Like literally, just a comic book to explain the terminology to you.
2: I mean, does the game have in-game tutorials to at least try to let you understand what's going on?
4: Um, yeah, it, you know, spread out over the, the first several hours or so, it, it kind of eases you into some of the things. Um, I, th- I definitely think it helped that I got like a personal explanation at E3, so that I was somewhat prepared to to know like what kind of complexity I was I was I was about to get into. Um, but I think it does an okay job like, uh, explaining it. Um, but mainly that's because I, I just don't know like how much of a difference it makes to really understand it. So there's all these things you have to learn, but at the end of the day, all I'm doing is just put a character in a slot and hit auto battle and you know and the, the battle takes care of itself. Yeah.
2: Uh, I imagine that later on boss fights are gonna get pretty nasty where they kind of test you on your knowledge.
4: I am at a boss fight right now that I've tried a few times and haven't been able to get past it's i i mean from what i remember it's like the first real boss fight i've i found and like i said i'm like like up to 10 hours in so it took quite a while to get to it there's a lot of just walking around dungeons and at some point you kind of walk around aimlessly trying to figure out like where to find the next um the next trigger event that's going to move the story along and give you access to like a new area it it hasn't always been um obvious what to do Cause it doesn't just, uh, the floors lead into each other a couple of times, like first floor, second floor, third floor, but at some point you get to where there is no, no further staircase to get to the next area. You have to make something happen that triggers, like I said, triggers a scene of, of narrative and that somehow gives you access to a whole new area. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, I kind of, I kind of got stuck in like not, not knowing what to do, just wandering around a few times.
0: Yikes. All right. So Chris and Kelly. Oh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
4: Uh, Not really for me, but later on when you get to it, um, because you say you've been playing Jake Hunter, I played about like the first 20 minutes of it or so. So uh, when you get to talking about your gameplay, um, like I want to hear about that. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I can jump into mine. So um, I finished uh, Tellier, Lighty and Sewell. Um, and yeah, I definitely think it's the best of the Mysterious series. Um, and I have started playing Jake Hunter, detective story, Ghost of the Dusk. And I was kind of, I'd actually kind of forgotten that I'd pre this. Um, but it is sort of like a, uh, gritty detective visual novel. Um, so there's been a bunch of these in Japan. The series is having like, it's... 30th anniversary or something like that. Maybe it's the 20th anniversary, um, and we've gotten wow. a couple of them before now. Um, there were a couple this, on the
5: DS, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is the first one for the 3DS, and it was sort of interesting because but it
4: really is a DS game. Yeah, totally. No, no 3D here. Yeah,
0: no. It. It and all it's static
4: th- screens and.
0: Yeah, it's a 3DS game because it was convenient to put it on that system. Mm. honestly, it could have been a mobile game just as easily. Um, So I I was kind of torn when I was initially playing this. Um, And I was sort of going through the, so the way that the Jake Hunter games are set up is it has one sort of marquee case, which is the longest of the game and it's the one that the game is typically named after. And then it has several other much shorter um, cases. And so I decided I wanted to play the Ghost of the Dusk case first. Because it's like the big one called out in the title. Um, And so yeah. It, That's in, the one with the dog? Yeah. So Garm. That's
4: the one I started.
0: Yeah. So yeah that's the dog is garmer he's uh the guardian of uh Valhalla, so he makes sure that live people don't sneak in and dead people don't sneak out um and so yeah uh the 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 ghost of the dusk game is basically about a murder that leads to a murder, which leads to a murder, yeah.
2: Sounds like so a domino a of murders.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a detective story. It's a hard-boiled detective story. Um, and it was interesting because I was like, I'm not sure if I'm enjoying this game. And then all of a sudden there was a massive plot twist. Um, and I was like, oh, this is getting interesting. And then I finished the case and realized that I've been playing the game for over six hours. So <laughs> it had sucked me in way more than I thought it had. And so now I'm on the second case, which is uh, about Sakura Blossoms, Sakura Maidens and Sakura Devils. And uh, yeah, that one's no death in that one yet.
4: You can say the cases in any order, is that right?
0: That's correct.
4: You can just pick anyone from the main screen. Yeah. But it doesn't make a difference.
0: Who's rubbing against their microphone?
4: Uh, my cat was rubbing against the laptop. Okay. Maybe that's what you heard. Yes. You heard that.
0: So. <laughs> Go away, cat. All right. So yeah. That's it um I I am enjoying it way more than I thought I would. So yeah, I'm on to the second case. The the second, third, fourth, and fifth cases are much shorter. So I think I'm like an hour and a half into the second case and I'm more than halfway done. So I've already solved the first mystery of the case. Now I'm working on the second one. So, Chris and Kelly Do the cases go
4: together at all?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what did you say, Pascal?
4: Do the the cases go together in any way?
0: Not that I can tell so far. In fact, the Ghost of the Dust game um, has he has a smartphone, like a big old Android, and now that I'm playing the the Sakura. Uh, Maiden Sakura Demon, he has a flip phone again. Chris, you're making a lot of noise.
1: Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh.
0: So stop making noise and tell us about Dragon Quest no, 11
1: No, you need to tell us about the most important feature of this game.
0: What? What is this it?
1: This is a game about smoking.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, when you're playing Jake Hunter, you can uh, press the L button, and he lights up a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's the hint system, isn't it? It is,
0: yeah. No, it's totally the hint system.
4: <laughs> it's him like. Um,
3: but
1: like not only of... that, he it, it brings out the cigarette and then it says, Smoky. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a Pokemon it, name, you know?
4: Smoky. And, and it, um, it lets him gather his thoughts to give you a hint on what to do next.
0: Yes. So if you, like, turn off the game and then turn it back <laughs> on and you don't remember what you're doing, just hit L and have a smoke.
5: That's a brilliant idea, but did that get them a higher um, uh, rating from the ESRB? I
0: think it's T for teen. I think it has tobacco Uh, use.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay, because usually that gets censored out of games. It varies. I mean, there's there's nothing else sort of excessive about this game. You see blood, but it's not, like, icky in any way.
2: I just remember back in the day, that was a big deal when they uh, censored the smoking scene out of um, the Resident Evil
0: Remaster. Um. Interesting. You can see
3: the yeah.
1: butt of this cherub on the screen. It's
3: a bigger thing you have to do in Europe. Yeah.
1: Anti-smoking in that, Europe.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of things like you can't really show it on TV and stuff anymore.
0: Ah, yeah, and in in the background scene for um the the ghost of the dust case, there is a naked baby upside down with wings on. And ghibli bits. Ghibli. All I can see is the bum.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Well, that's a
1: cherub. Uh huh.
0: Also, there—that baby is most assuredly female.
1: Okay.
2: Well, I mean, it could be flopping the other way that you're not seeing. You don't okay. know. <laughs> no, I I do know because I finished the case. Oh, okay.
5: Flop I'm getting that. metal max re. Flashing you know, <laughs> yeah. metal max. Let's move on.
0: Um. I guess I'll finish up what I've been playing then Um, so Mac always really wanted me to play Final Fantasy 15 Pocket because everybody yells at me for the fact that I haven't played Final Fantasy 15 and so guess
1: what they're still
2: yelling
0: at you dude never stops Um, and so I downloaded Final Fantasy Pocket 15 Pocket HD to the the Switch yay and I played all the way through it it's really good so I really enjoyed it. Um, it sort of narrows the game down to like the major story beats. Um, so there's no open world exploration. There, all of the mini games like photography and fishing are gone. There are other small mini games in it. So You
1: don't even hunt behemoth. You don't hunt behemoth. It's
4: late. Do you get to drive? No. Do you get to you watch you drive.
1: drive? Yes. You can sort of drive. Don't so you know, what'd you what'd you get to do when you drive, Anna?
0: You can hold the L and R buttons to steer left and right. As soon as you let go of them, it puts you back in your lane.
1: And you can't leave the road.
0: Yep. <laughs> There's a section where you ride chocobos. Um in the iOS and Android version you have to tap the screen in order to jump over stuff or you'll stumble. And nah, in the Switch version it just jumps automatically for you. You don't have to do Wait, anything. Wh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: It has a a touch
0: screen. It It, it plays for you. Yeah. Oh
1: jeez.
0: Because here's the thing is there's a bunch of narrative going on while these scenes are active. And there's no pause to the narrative. You can't like press A to to make it continue going. It goes on its own. If you press A, you skip the scene.
1: They could they could They made bad choices.
0: No, I and I think they did a pretty good job winnowing that like massive hundred-plus-hour game down into a pocket version. How long
1: did it take you, Anna? Twenty hours. <laughs> well, I mean, I if you to... it took me twenty hours to get out of chapter
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if if you want the Cliff Notes version of a game.
1: That's what this is. No,
0: it it is. It's really good. They've done a good job condensing it down. The only thing that I think that the game suffers from, just because I have seen Chris play the game, um, is... The PS4 game. Yeah, the the, the Prime game.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Prime and Pocket is the way that I've kind of been distinguishing it when I talk about it on Got Twitter. It. Um, is there's none of the stuff about knocked visiting Lunafreya Freya when he was a kid. And so there's a little bit of background stuff that gets missed. And so it ends up causing one slightly confusing scene about midway through the game where Luna Freya touches somebody and her healing powers, which we've never heard of up until this point, just automatically kick in.
1: She has healing powers? She does. I didn't notice. Yeah. And I've seen I I've played the scenes you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, they they talk about it, Chris. If
1: you
4: I vaguely so. remember that. Doesn't, don't they line up in front of her and it's an old man or an old lady or something?
5: Mm-hmm. She she heals people. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I still think you're overstating the cohesiveness of Final Fantasy XV's uh, yeah. story in the <laughs> first Remember, you have to watch a movie
1: and five different animes, <laughs> and you have to play an 8-bit uh, offshoot game and hey, read that some I stories. Played... And there's an then iOS the VR game. fishing.
5: Yeah, don't forget the VR fishing.
4: (laughs) It's integral to the story.
1: So, yeah,
0: that's like the only story beat that it felt out of place because it had no preamble to it. Um, But it becomes irrelevant within 30 seconds.
1: Well, yeah, because now in that scene, they establish she has healing powers. So who cares at that point, right?
0: Well, and she never uses them again.
1: (laughs) Is Arden still a prick?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so all of the voiced lines are ripped straight from the Prime game. Does that create kind of a disconnect with the cutesy character models? No, not at all. Huh. It it was weird to me at first because their mouths don't move. But I got over it really fast. Did you know? Yeah. Like within the first chapter, it was like, yeah, okay, that's just not a big deal.
4: Relevant after 30 seconds kind of sums up how I felt about the game 30 seconds after finishing it.
1: <laughs> oh, that ending!
4: And that's the main game. Mm. I don't oh, even end- remember. I don't remember the ending at all.
2: Um, that ending made me cry so hard. Um, I-, I bawled.
0: Problem is, is I can't talk about it because yeah. Chris has not finished the game. <laughs> I told right.
2: and then my I told my husband on Skype and he brought down um maxi pads and a box of Kleenex and took a picture of me and posted it to social media <laughs> calling me a
1: complete wuss. Have you considered divorce? <laughs> it worked well for someone I know.
2: No, I took it I took it in stride and I got my revenge.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Because right. I, I I send him kitten pictures that do some more things, so it's
0: good. All right. Now it's not my turn to talk about stuff. Chris, you're not getting out of this.
1: Dun, 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 dun. By the way, I have not tried to get out of, any, out of it any time. Other people have interrupted for you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Kelly and Chris. Yes. You guys have been playing Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, bum,
2: well, I I'm this in Sniffleheim right now. Um, I just got through f- Phenomenon, and I met Dora in Gray, and couldn't help but chuckle at all the puns, and couldn't help but wonder, like, how many how many people is that bu- pun that reference going to be completely over the head of?
1: I, I, I didn't hear what you said. I was reading crap on my desk. What? The,
2: the lady in the painting, Dora and Gray.
1: Oh, Dora and Gray. Yeah. Dora and yeah. Gray. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, got that.
4: Right. Thanks,
1: to, yeah, it, uh, thanks to the League of Extraordinary
4: Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Me too, I think. It's like
2: so many, you know, if, if you aren't well read, that, is, that pun is going to be completely over the head, yeah. Of anybody. But that's
1: okay; it doesn't matter that much.
2: But, but I love it when I get stuff like that. I feel like Captain America. Like I understood that reference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I but, I understood that reference.
2: But yeah, that whole area of the game was creepy, and uh, like, I, I'm. Just, what am I going to learn? Never trust a little girl in a video game. She's always going to be creepy.
1: Little girls are always evil. Oh, oh Chris so just
2: always.
0: handed me the comic book that you were talking about, Pascal, with the. uh Labyrinth of Refrain,
4: the the comic that's um, styled to be like the the Tractatus Demonstrum.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll read this after the
1: podcast. All right. So, Dragon Quest Eleven is really freaking good. In my mind, it is probably the best JRPG that I can think of in quite some time.
0: You spend too much time playing with Gullisies.
1: With what? Goulissies. Goulissies. Oh, yeah. I hang out in the casino a lot. Yeah. Got it. Yeah.
2: I spend too much time running around trying to get materials for the forge.
0: Well, and here's the thing that I love is as much as I make fun of him for spending all that time in the in the casino. I was like, how can you possibly stand to spend this much time in the casino? And he goes, hang on. Let me show you. And he puts the headphones on my head, and he hands me the controller, and he's, he he cues up a hundred spins, and then I proceed to get I proceeded to play something like five hundred
1: spins. And she was so excited, like, oh, "Let's go, let's go!" <laughs> yeah, Slime Quest was really well done. Um, it's a really great slime uh, slime machine, slot machine.
2: If, if Slime Quest was real, would you be in the poorhouse? Um, oh no, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't pay out enough to be worth the risk, right?
2: Okay. Actually, if okay. Quest
1: was real, it's a guaranteed win, pretty much, so I'd be pretty rich. Okay. Uh, is that the, uh,
4: the narrative slot machine, or yes. is it the one, we- yeah, okay, I didn't get into that, I didn't understand that one, really. Nobody understands
1: it, it has five pages okay. of instructions. <laughs> right, I, 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 I've, I've never read them, I <laughs> just... FAQs on it, and understanding what's influencing once, nobody knows. Like, literally, nobody has a clue what's going on in that game. And they think it's literally just all random, even though it seems like a very interactive machine that you're supposed to time things on. Just nobody knows. Except the more gems you find over time, the more it pays out, in theory. Okay.
2: <laughs> See, when I needed to get 500 coins to get the bunny girl items recipe, I just went to a regular slot machine and got really lucky. Yeah, it pays out better.
1: Yeah, if you've got the money for the regular slots, that's where you should put your time. problem is you have to press the button every time to do it, and there's no autoplay on the regular slots. So, yeah, whatever.
2: But also, can, can I say, Sylvando is the best character in the history of Dragon Quest. He's and really good. I love Sylvando. I, I love his voice. I love his charm. I love everything that comes out of his mouth. I love his animations. He's just... So awesome and so badass. And there needs to be more characters like Sylvando in video games.
4: Okay. I have, I don't know. uh, On the one hand, I'm trying to remember in detail kind of what I'm, there's a certain story beat. um, On the second, on the other hand, I don't want to ask if you've gotten there, obviously, because if you haven't, there will be a spoiler.
0: But so, that comes apart. There, yeah. I, I the way that I describe this is B T and A T. Or
4: Act um, One and Act Two. Yeah.
2: Act yeah, I've two. not gotten to Yggdrasil yet, and from what I've read, things okay. happen at Yggdrasil. I yes. I'm Chris
1: is I'm Chris is solidly after in solidly in the middle of Act Two. So
0: Yeah, so there is so, before Tree and After Tree.
4: So Chris, have you gotten you know, have you have you met Silvando in Act Two yet?
1: Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it's isn't so it a little
4: great. much though? No, I mean no. like.
1: Oh no! Oh, we have
4: When to I talk say a little,
1: I, oh, I, I when I, have I say to a little, you. I don't mean a little. It's too much. No, it is so over the top. Not even. That is like, I, like at first I'm like, really? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? Yes, we are. Oh, we are doing this. Oh.
4: And when you go, I'm have so you come back right to? Uh, <laughs> have you gone back to the port town? Yeah. And so you know what happens there, and oh yeah. my goodness, no, I just can't. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
4: It I really can't. So
1: great. Um, I, I need. Mean, yeah.
4: I loved Act One, Silvando, but Act Two kind of tested my patience. I think.
1: Uh, I have a feeling the I'm
2: going to love
0: Act Two. Yeah, <laughs> Bondo.
2: if you
4: already like him, yeah, you probably will have a, oh, yeah. a blast with it. I can't
1: wait for so this to ridiculous. come out on Switch. And you can, and you get that as a costume, and you can do it whatever you want. Yes, yes.
2: I see. I saw that costume. I I saw the Elton John mm-hmm. Peacock Flamingo inspired. Oh, there's
1: a whole thing, costume. Kelly. You'll enjoy it.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah, it does not pull its punches. It when no, if you think it's gonna go down a rabbit hole, oh, it does. <laughs>
2: I take it he gets even more foppish in Act Two. Well,
4: um. well, we'll save it for you to
1: discover on your own, Kelly.
2: Okay, <laughs> I have a feeling.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't want
2: to spoil that. Oh no, he, he's, he's already pretty. And they pretty tease cool. it
1: too. They tease it through NPC speech ahead of time. That's my favorite part. Like, oh, they they just this game is so well crafted. And just all the little pieces and the references and how this world ties together. And, like, you'll see things in one town and there'll be references to, like, oh, yeah, I've got a guy in this other town I know who's like this. And, like, yeah, I met that guy. And, like, just this game is so well constructed. i,
4: I would really like it. I'd love to like hear it. more about that. If we could have, like, a spoiler cast or something. Because I think I haven't done as much research on it as you maybe have.
1: No, just you want to see um, somebody who has uh, the kataka review. yeah so tim
0: uh, at 108 is like a massive dragon quest fan and so his video review is like 40 minutes long Mm -hmm. and he talks about sort of all the little stuff in the game
1: um that that said if you're going to write a review write the review first because that that review has been influencing the way i think about the game so um you probably don't want that on your head if you're going to write a review. <laughs> Me?
4: It's already it's up. Oh, you did it. Okay. <clears> or <throat> oh, you you mean in general? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean in general, but um, right. I I didn't know if yours was up or not. I didn't know if you we were writing it or not. I can't keep track. We've been busy.
2: Well, my my goal is to get Drasil this weekend because I need I need to see what happens. I was trying to get there this week so that I could talk about it, but I kept. Oh, I got distracted working on some stuff for Backtrack, and every time I did have time to play this, I, I ended up falling asleep. Not because the game is boring, but because when I get more than one cat on me, during game time, they cast Sleep Magic on me, and I just mm. pass right out. Mm-hmm. So well, what we else? were just
4: talking... Sorry. No, I'm not ready for it. Uh, Dragon Quest to be over yet? Um, <laughs> the conversation, I mean, of course,
1: never. Um, we, we, <laughs>
4: never. We were just talking about on Slack um, the uh, the Kingdom Hearts um, collection that's coming out and how much of a, a value for money it is and all that. So one of the, and I'm I'm kind of jealous that the two of you, like when you get to it after the the credits roll, the amount of post game content is just it's um, I don't know, it's astounding. I think. Like it feels like a second, at least one more second game is just starting after the first one's over. And I mean, well, I, I'm f- I my kind of feel like this thing. game
1: already has two games in it, <laughs> and I haven't gotten to the post game. It feels like it has its own sequel, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think we're saying the same thing then. Okay. That's because that's, that's kind of what I meant by that too.
5: So, Chris, are you bummed that you don't have the P- the PC version since there's that uh, or- orchestrated music mod for the PC version? Oh,
1: I didn't know that. I am bummed now. <laughs> it wasn't until you told me that. Oh um, no! I I don't feel like the music. I feel like it's it's Dragon Quest music, and he, he they've reused a lot of the songs and. I assume he created some, some new ones here and it's just all the same old Dragon Questy sounds and that's cool. And this the music needs some fresh blood, I think. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. if, it's I a didn't composer know if orchestrated is an issue would help or, or
5: not. Say what? I didn't know if being orchestrated would help or not.
1: I don't know. Um Sean Cooper over at Luciper dot com, he's uh his opinion is like no, orchestrated is not the problem here. It's it's the composition. The, <laughs> yeah, he's probably right. the
2: The music guy wrote all of the Dragon Quest music in the '80s, and they've just been remixing it ever since, more or
1: less. And like, it's got it. It feels like all it adds is baggage to the game. Like, so uh, you've got, on the one hand, you've got the themes, which are cool to to call back to. It gives you that nice sense of nostalgia. And on the other hand, you're burdened with all these streaming restrictions and copyright notices and all this other crap because of the insane. Um, I don't death grip that the the music production company has on the music, and it's like maybe Square Enix should just go with a different person and stop caring about this so much. But I don't know how maybe much it would affect people.
2: Well, but I, I, do you think people would get pissed if the music yeah, ever I don't changed? Know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Like it, how would that, know, how would that play in Japan is the question, and I just don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, one thing I like about Final Fantasy music is that they reference it. It, it kind of references itself without being old hat, mm-hmm. like, you know, playing Final Fantasy IX for the first time and hearing the battle theme kick in and, you know, da, 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 da. but then it, when you expect it to be the same theme as it was before, then it kicks into a different theme and you kind of appreciate that. And Final Fantasy music has always been kind of been like that, where it's referential, but it's, you know, different enough that it, it's its own thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's got to and... be several young young people who lo- grew up loving Dragon Quest music who are eager to take it, reference it, and then take it in their own direction. You know? So, yeah. I don't know.
4: Well, there've been um, a couple of people who have responded to the review on on RP Gamer. That it's actually a disappointing game and I that I, I just don't what? get at all. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't
1: feel get... that, but you know, no. it feels like I mean, the I epitome don't of the traditional JRPG. Like, it's got, if you like traditional JRPGs and you were obsessed with them as a kid, I, I feel like. I mean or or now yeah this like, game is not going to upset this. anybody
4: by how much it changed the formula or anything <laughs> like that at all
2: if anything i think this game is the best example in the past 20 years of modernizing a traditional jrpg
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I can't argue with that i it just has struck me how much this has kicked into my love of JRPGs. And it's like, for so many years, I felt like, oh, I'm just, I'm growing out of JRPGs and stuff. Like, no, yeah. no, it, just people haven't been putting out good ones. And here's a good one. And it's awesome.
2: <laughs> I, I concur. I, I felt the exact same way. I felt this way this week. You know, it's like, I I love JRPGs, but I don't know if I love them like I did anymore. And then I pull up Dragon Quest and some of the other stuff I've been playing. And it's like, no, I still do. I just... They Haven't done as good of a job it's as like, they
1: have been, yeah. It, it, it reminds me the game it reminds me most of is Nino Kuni, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, in in how well, I mean, the game it reminds me the most of is Dragon Quest Eight since it's basically that game, but uh, yeah, it, proof right. But Nino Kuni has that same, um, the whimsy and sense of fun and just uh childlike glee, um, but it's very simple at the same time. Where this is. Simple from a JRPG perspective, but not from a Nino Kuni perspective. It's like they just went and they went deep with this and gave you tons and tons and tons and tons and then more tons of stuff to do and well-written world and interlaced characters and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is like, if you take you take that sense of wonder and fun and love of JRPGs, and then you just go crazy and they give you the budget, this is what you can put out. And I think it's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. I I wish yeah. games would take a note of this in the future and kind of. You know, bring the not be afraid to bring the whimsy.
1: So, Anne, are you going to wait and not play this till it's on Switch?
0: I want to play it on Switch. I can't
1: believe you're going to resist. I mean, I have a nice HD system. I can put it on the TV. Be yeah, surrounded but... in the surround sound with the surroundy sounds of the. When uh, would I play it? All day long. What do you mean? When would you play it? <laughs> I have all day work. and all night. <laughs> well, when you're done between work. But, you could do it instead of FF4E. You could, um. What do you mean, when would you play it? I didn't play FF4E this okay. week. I just don't understand that. Like, when you're sitting on the couch with me playing video games, that's when you would be playing it on the TV. But. And then I would play the you Switch. You can't play it. Then I would play the Switch. Well, you have to wait till I finish. <sighs> yeah, that's true. That's
4: a good point. You have it, to wait for me to finish. Play it in between your sessions of Dragon Quest Eleven. Huh? So you have your first We're session of Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest 11, Eleven, and then your second session of Dragon Quest Eleven, and in between those, <laughs> squeeze in some more Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> that is probably the di- way you're meant to play You could to go play with
1: it. Two, different, uh, two different, party builds, Anna. I wouldn't necessarily you, do talk that because about what else Kelly has been playing?
2: Well, that just sounds like it's a recipe for disaster of overriding somebody else's save. Which you know is caused for a fist
1: fight or some. What are you talking about? Households? I can just easily back it up to external media on the Switch. Oh wait, no, you can't.
2: Right. So what? What else have I been playing? I, aside from Dragon Quest Eleven, I have been in kind of like a gaming slump as far as my portable game, and that I really and that, haven't. And you know not-
1: what? That's a, there's a sign there. And that sign is that you should go back downstairs and play more Dragon Quest Eleven.
2: I I know, but I usually play my portable game either before bed or when well, we're in the car. Drag the TV and up
1: into bed with you.
2: Yes, because you know that would involve you know taking the, my sixty-inch TV and pulling well, it off give the wall. Get a small
1: monitor that'll fit in bed with you. I don't know. Put it on in the wall, and all I got to carry is the PS4. Then
2: actually, you can make if this I... work. If I was smart, I would just get a PSTV and stream it from PlayStation downstairs. Yeah, but
1: yeah, I guess you could.
2: That's neither here nor there. But the point the point is that I've been in kind of a gaming slump as far as portable games. And then Backtrack kind of helped remedy that slump because they said this week that we want to do a show about modern retro games. If that makes any sense at all. Um, so stuff like Evoland Land and Dragon Fantasy. So I played through the first Evo Land. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to burn all my material for Backtrack, but that's kind of a fun little love letter to RPGs throughout the years. Um, Very fun little game. I would at least pick it up on a Steam sale because you can blow through it in about three hours. Um, Four hours if you hunt down all of the collectibles and stuff. And then I've been playing Evo Land 2. I, I bought that immediately after finishing Evo N 1. And th- that's kind of a... I mean, I thought Evo Land 2 was going to be just kind of a rehash of Evo 1's gimmick, which is, you know, basically upgrading RPGs throughout the year. So you start out as 8-bit, and then you end up in 16-bit, and then you end up in 3D. Um, Evo Land 2... Does it more, uh, it's more part of the story, and that you go back in time, and when you go back in time, the graphics get less low res, and that's part of the mechanic of the game? If that makes any sense,
1: it does make sense, yes.
2: And um, Evil Land one had. You know, a combination between like turn based combat and action combat, but Evil End 2 has been strictly action based combat, which I've appreciated. And the story is more fleshed out, and the dungeons are a lot more sprawling. And that, that's what I was playing before the stream this morning that was causing me to, you know, c- click on the controller, and you guys were complaining about the noise. Um, oh. I'm enjoying Evo Land too, though I'm probably gonna set it aside this weekend to try and get to the original y- 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 portion of Dragon Quest. But I wanted to get a little bit of a little bit of it played so that I could talk about it on Backtrack. And then for my portable game, I booted up Dragon Fantasy, which I'm sure Anna is painfully aware
0: of.
1: Why are you aware of that, Anna? I don't know.
0: I I thought that you did PR for Dragon Fantasy. Oh, sorry, I misheard you. Yes. Yes. So, so you know, it it's funny playing
2: Dragon Quest 11 and then playing Dragon Fantasy, which is pretty much <laughs> a direct homage to the Dragon Quest series. Yeah, 1,
0: 2, and 3 for the first one um
2: i'm i'm really appreciating the humor and the game thus far you know the the main character um losing all of his hair because he saved the princess dragon when he was 16
1: yeah all burned off
2: yes which which uh,
1: version of dragon fantasy are you playing vita okay
2: and um, I, I love all of the mobs and their little flavor text, like how when you beat the kid of the rock monster, that it says that this party is lame. And the monster in the volcano that was a hunk of and love whose all of his attacks were Elvis references that had me <laughs> in stitches. Um, very, very charming love letter to rpgs of old and playing through that has kind of made me realize it's like no it's not that i don't love jbrpgs anymore it's that i've played so many of them that the tropes are just starting to run together and you know between dragon fantasy and even when it's kind of nice to play something for a change that's painfully aware of what it is and references the games that i liked when i was a kid And, yeah, I I don't want to get too into them because that's pretty much what I'm, I'm going to be talking about on Tuesday. But, yeah, I've, I've been playing modern retro classics, if that makes any sense at all. It does. And I might need to pop in a 3D Duck Game Heroes at some point this weekend, too, just so I can talk about that. We haven't really nailed down our game list for the show as of yet.
5: It's a little fluid.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I I mentioned wanting to talk about Undertale and that show, but I don't know if an Undertale is kind of worthy of its own show at this point.
0: All right, Alex. Alex.
3: Yeah. I'm here.
0: You've been very quiet.
3: Yeah, uh, there's been quite a few people here, and I still got a cold. So,
0: well, can you give us the lowdown on what you've been playing?
3: I suppose I could.
0: Yay! <laughs> so, you've been playing a game that I definitely want to hear about.
3: I'm assuming that's uh, The World Ends with You. Yeah. Finally, next, which I'm not sure how much I can actually say about it because it is um, under embargo and there's no oh. stuff in it.
0: Okay. Well, then, the talk embargo about for game. a game
3: that... Yeah, I can, I can sort of talk about specific things that have already been revealed, like the control system and stuff, but. Okay. I think it's basically a lot... It's clearly one that's been designed for either touchscreen or um, pointer, just because basically, as soon as you put it on handheld mode, basically it turns off the Joy-Con, so they have no effects on the game whatsoever. <laughs> but it make, it makes sense because, I mean, yeah, when you play it, it's so obviously designed for touchscreens that try to control it with the joystick and everything just won't work. So I can live with that one. Anything I say, just uh, be nice to be able to move with the uh, Joy-Con, but nah, not a big deal. It's because that game works so well with the touchscreen.
4: Yeah, okay. At the moment,
3: I'm, at the moment, it's basically just the world ends with you, because <laughs> I haven't Fair got any of the, the new stuff yet.
0: Yeah, because it's at the end.
3: Yeah. So well, I suppose I've, I've heard possibly some new stuff in terms of remix tracks, but oh yeah as cool as the original tracks. So.
0: I don't think the story changes until the end, right?
3: Yeah, I don't think so. so yeah, I think do okay. stuff at the end.
0: Do you want to dive yeah. into VC4? Because I bet you Josh does.
3: Yeah, well, I can play I'll talk about it a bit because I've only got through about like the first four missions I say, so. Basically, I was playing it sort of... I started it before the, um, the World Interview UK came in. So it sort of took over what I was playing for it, but
4: I'm
3: liking it so far. I'm liking how it's already started with some of the more different mission ideas, like the one where you've got to find all the tanks. Yeah, it jumps in quite a bit quicker than
5: the first game. The first game spends quite a bit of time kind of easing you in, and this one, it pretty quickly jumps into some interesting battles.
3: Yeah, The thing about that, it sort of comes at the cost of actually setting up the plot effectively you sort of just get sort of like, okay we, we are losing the war and if we don't do this we're going to win we're not going to we're going to lose and then it immediately jumps into now we're winning <laughs> yeah <it had laughs> that wild despite point. the player not doing anything whatsoever which is a bit weird especially having just come from listening to a load of World War 1 stuff where that attitude was uh, horribly misguided shall we say <laughs> It, it it plays yeah. out later.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little weird like like both from that aspect where you're yeah, you are kind of narratively just in the middle of the war and also from your your characters kind of get fleshed out through flashbacks later on. So yeah. as you get further in you'll start having flashbacks where, you know, the the team is formed and basic training.
3: I gotcha. so yeah, he's already started doing a bunch of flashbacky stuff with um Riley.
5: Yeah. You'll get ones for the entire team later on.
3: All right. Yeah. No, apart from that, I mean, it's Valkyria Chronicles with what seems like a better combat system. Like it's into sort of grenade stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I
5: I take it. It's been a little bit tougher. You can't just use the uh, scout to run across the map and win, win maps. Or have you found some other good strategies? Now that the game's out, are there good strategies out there for cheesing it?
3: Uh, I think, well, I think basically the idea is I think you use the scouts initially just for initial run through. I think the game actually actively suggests that, uh, yeah, be prepared to um, just waste your first attempt to um, play play a mission just to figure out where everything is and what's going to happen to you. Because, yeah, all the fog of War stuff is it's basically all about knowing what, what's what's coming more than anything else. Mm-hmm. but yeah but no i think some of the strategy stuff's good i mean i've I've sort of been using a i think my shock troops at the moment are the sort of most powerful ones they just sort of blitz everything at the moment but obviously that's not going to work when i come up against tanks and stuff
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think they did a lot better job with map design kind of spacing things out so that you yeah, you, you, you are kind of forced to use all the different types of units this time because you will, yeah, your your regular infantry will just get slaughtered by tanks and machine gunners, and you, you really have to use a balanced, a, a much more balanced party than you did in the first game.
3: Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm, yeah, I'm only a few missions into that, and it's probably going to go on the backbone until I finish the world ends the so. But I'm looking forward to it. I do have my tank sitting on top of the Wii U. Yay, plastic tank. Yeah. Actually, there was one other game I forgot to list down there, which I was initially playing for review until I uh, gave up on because it's really not a game for me. Oh. And that's this guy 1 Complete.
0: Oh, no! Oh. Right, oh, you oh, were no. talking about this on Slack.
3: Yeah, the early game for that is not good. No. Well, don't hold back. we
4: the whole cast has been full of that.
3: Uh, especially the fact that it just makes you grind right from the start, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give you any hints as to what you can do to grind faster. How quickly it's bad at saying how quickly you're progressing in the first place because you only you don't actually get to see how much experience anything does unless you sort of calculate it manually. And yeah, I just got. I got to a point where I couldn't progress the main story because my characters were too weak, and every time I started grinding, I got incredibly bored very quickly.
0: Were you going into the item world?
3: I was trying loads of different stuff, but I couldn't quite get the hang of everything. I don't cause know if really you that early. You do, that unlocks pretty quickly, but it just does a terrible job of explaining how to use you, it properly. You
1: shouldn't need item world for early game grinding in Disgaea. It should be all um, play grind the hard way until you find a stage that has some XP boost geo spaces and then go to town. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, I don't know. Everything,
1: do everything for guy, for me is to find a guy that lists the stage numbers where you do the grinding and then I just worry yeah. about grinding when I get to them.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, think the, I think the good ones I couldn't really get to by that point anyway, so I think the first good one was still a bit away yep. and I just it I, just I'm... wasn't something I was prepared to do.
2: I'm pretty sure in of 1, it's like either World 6 or 8 is the first one where there's like one panel, or all the panels are invincibility except for one, and you just throw all the Nekomatas on one panel and wail on them.
3: Yeah, that was getting to that first, and I really didn't have the patience, and it's clearly not a game I'm going to be that into any way, even when it does start getting better, so I bailed. Fair and, gave it to, and gave it to someone else, because we managed to get multiple codes for that for some reason.
2: I mean, to be fair, of 1 came out in a time when tactical RPGs were nothing but political intrigue, so, and I think it got popular because uh, people were happy to play a tactical RPG that was actually funny for once, and now that's kind of a hat.
0: What? Blame yeah. yourself for God wasn't funny. Oh,
2: well, I mean, funny
3: and no, ironic.
1: No, it wasn't sense. funny. She's been <laughs> trying to be funny.
2: I, I know.
3: Also, I think what I've read about all the other guy games was that they got much better at introducing players. Anyway, so yeah. It's oh yeah. Just, it's just part of the fact that it's the first one that's not really been changed in any way.
1: I'm surprised it wasn't changed.
0: Because people would be upset?
1: I guess. It would require work. Hey, more likely explanation. There we go. (laughs) All
0: right. Is that everything we've been playing?
3: Well, pretty much. could mention NHL 19, but it's an 19. It's (laughs) hockey. That's Are it, <laughs> That's not too much it better
0: than 18?
3: I didn't play 18. I can't remember what the last one was. I think it was either 17 or 16. Okay. But the hockey's, the hockey's really good, so. All right. Um,
2: Not playing, but I did find it funny that I picked up a boxed copy of Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard for eight bucks at GameStop last weekend.
1: Wow. Nice. That might be, is it worth eight dollars? Oh. I, uh,
2: I don't know. I I love Star Fox and I was like, well might as well love at that cheap.
1: You know Anna and I found um a few months ago that we liked? Uh, some Star Fox anime that introduces Star Fox Zero? And that was pretty cool. Oh fun yeah. To watch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have fun. have you seen have you seen the fan movie of Fox in Space? No. That one is a fan movie that's animated like an eighties cartoon. Ah, that's great. Yeah. Tangentially related, I just thought that was funny Picking up Wii U games for less than $10 bucks—that
0: is good So if you want to chat with the staff And other listeners during the week uh, We have a Discord So you can come hang out on it And you can get there there by going to com Slash Discord so, come join us.
1: Still looking one day to get that coveted discord.gg slash RPGamer link. But we're not important enough to them yet.
0: All right, everybody. <laughs> it's time for news. And since I'm the one that's hosting, someone else will have to do the honors.
1: No, that's that's actually not how that works. Yeah, yeah, we need the. It's time for news!
0: <inaudible> <inaudible> Thank you! All right. So... Sounds like the
4: Nickelodeon jingle. What? Nickelodeon. All right. We all know it.
0: I I don't. Nickelodeon was not a common channel in Canada when I was growing up.
2: Well, no, because Nickelodeon got all of their shows from Canada when you were growing up.
0: That's true. They took a lot of YTV
1: stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't encourage your mother. <laughs>
0: Anyways. <laughs> Um, so we still had some TGS stuff because we've been gone for two weeks. So Bandai Namco announced um, Sword Art Online stuff. So if you um, have Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, um, you're getting a new expansion. Oh. So the oh boy, the fourth My DLC, Dissonance of the Nexus.
1: I can't wait, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet expansion.
0: So, yeah, that'll take place after the main story. And uh, if if you've been saying to yourself, oh, boy, I, I would play these games if they just came to the Switch, you're no- in luck.
1: Nobody's been saying that.
0: Yeah, well, th- too bad. Fatal Bull- Sword Out Online Fatal Bullet and Sword Out Online Hollow Realization have been announced for the Nintendo Switch in Japan.
1: Let's hope they stay there.
0: Yep. Um, there's also a complete edition for Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet coming for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, yeah, also, no, they're
3: all coming to the... Yeah, uh, They're all coming west as well. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um,
0: and Sword Art Online Lost Song is coming to the PC. So, yay! All the Sword Art Online, because that's definitely what people wanted. All right, so if you like Monster Hunter... And you you were like, oh, I, I wish I could play Monster Hunter Stories, but I don't have a 3DS. Um, well, there's good news for you. Um, Monster Hunter Stories is out on iOS and Android. Play it.
4: Um, it's good. But should we clarify, If you, it doesn't have anything to do with whether you like Monster Hunter or not.
1: It's not the it same prob- game.
0: Yeah, it's not it the same game. It probably
4: has a lot less to do with that than if you like Pokemon.
0: Yes.
1: So,
4: so is it the full like game?
0: So here's the yeah. deal is there is a free version, which is like a bite size um, bit of the game. Um, and if you decide from the free version, yep, I'm totally sold on this. I want to I want to get into the main game. It's 19.99, and the progress from the demo version goes right over to your paid version.
2: I imagine that it's the exact same spot where the demo cut off on the 3DS
4: version. I assume so. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Pascal, you reviewed this. What did you think of it? You quite liked it, right? Three out of half and a five? That was Kelly. Yeah, I was the one that... For
4: me, play it or leave it makes no difference to me. Okay.
1: (laughs) Go watch the anime instead.
0: Um, so something that I've been interested in is um, Vampire got new difficulty modes. Um, so this is a couple weeks old at this point, um, but the idea is is um, new difficulty um, modes include story mode, um, which de-emphasizes combat and basically it makes the game into a quasi visual novel. Um, however, on the other side of things, hard mode has now been added. Um, and that makes the games more that makes the game more challenging by reducing the amount of experience
5: that you get. Um, well it reduces it from enemies so you have to feed on people more. Correct. So it makes that harder. Yeah. You know, or makes that choice harder. Yeah.
0: So you can't just grind, you have to eat.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And for those who are like, I don't know what vampire is. Vampire is this game where it's nineteen eighteen in London during the height of the Spanish flu epidemic. Um, and you play a doctor that doesn't remember how he was transformed into a vampire, and there's werewolves. And so you have to kind of figure out what late, late, the heck late. is going on.
1: Are there Nazis too? No. Oh.
0: 1918?
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't be around yet. No I'm Nazis on dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> Let's not get into Operation Darkness. Oh, come please. on. All right. Um, We have more <laughs> information. <Yeah>. Political
4: aspects. <laughs>
0: About Nelky and the Legendary Alchemists. So, this is a spin off game, um, which they've actually now said there's actually going to be a sort of series of spin off games. Um, so, the, we have a Japanese release date, which is December 13th, and a confirmed 2019 release for North America and Europe. Um, so, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemists is coming to PC, um, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And so you play as Nelki, and it's a town-building game where alchemy is sort of de-emphasized, or no, sorry, combat is de-emphasized. If you are interested in learning more about the game, um, Sam and Scott were at TGS, and they played the game, and you can read their impression. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, They also uh, confirmed that the Atelier... Arland deluxe pack is coming out in North America. And so this is a deluxe pack um, of uh, Atelier Rorona, the alchemist of Arland DX, Atelier Totori, the adventure of Arland DX, and Atelier Miruru, the apprentice. Sorry, Totori the Adventure is the Alchemist, Totori's the Adventure, and Mirroru is, er uğr- is the Apprentice of Ireland DX. And so these are um, sort of the best of versions that have all of the DLC included. And it is coming out on December 8th for Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PC. It is digital only. So people are upset. New physical, new buy.
1: New physical. <laughs> all
0: right um square enix talks about the kingdom hearts three voice cast and i love how this is uh labeled in our spreadsheet square enix reveals disney cast members who weren't too expensive to include in cage three
1: hey no Mm. that's not true
0: (laughs) some of these are pretty pretty big names
1: i mean idina menzel yeah idina menzel yeah that's kind of a big thing jonathan
0: groff big deal um, and Haley Joel Osment is coming back to reprise
1: his role as Sora. Ooh. Yay! I didn't expect that.
0: Well, Shaw is did. going to play the Rex. Yay! So,
1: Sora, Sora is going to be a dirty old man now. What? In a teenager's body. How is this going to work? What? What?
0: Haley Joel Osment wasn't a teenager when he started doing Kingdom Hearts.
1: I, I feel like he was 12. No. His, he wasn't his even 12 in the pretty, sense. It, how long has it been?
2: His voice was pretty high-pitched in uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.
3: He's only 30.
1: He's only 30 now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but... Which means 15 years ago, he was 15.
0: Wait, has it been 15 years since the first Kingdom uh, Hearts came it, out? It's been a while.
1: Uh,
4: 2002 I think I'm so Yeah Do you understand
1: the issue here? We're comparing teenage (laughs) Haley Joel Osmond To 30 year old age Haley Joel Osmond And are expecting to get the same voice? Uh uh
2: As a matter of fact I'm pretty sure that's why They stuck him in the chamber in Kingdom Hearts 2 To explain why he His voice changed so much Between
0: (laughs) (laughs) 2
1: It's the puberty chamber
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We we are not discussing that. We're going to we're going to talk about Pokémon Let's Go. Well,
1: but I'm back um, to the title list.
0: So <laughs> Pokémon <laughs> right Let's Go got a new demo at EGX um which is uh like a mini E3 in England.
1: <laughs> okay. Tell um, me more about this mini E3. Y-
0: you go there and you play games. Oh, okay.
1: It's it, very boring.
0: And it's kind of aimed predominantly at the media, although the public can go too.
3: Oh, yeah, so it's like E3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, it was formerly of Expo, so... Oh. Okay.
0: Um, so, the interesting thing is, is while EGX was going on, all of a sudden, you could start catching this thing in Pokemon Go, not Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Go, um, Pokemon and it Let's was go like a little yet. yellow blob with like a a lug nut on top of it with an eyeball in the middle and people were like what because as soon as you caught it surprise it was a ditto
1: what yeah which Um, means oh which means it was copying another pokemon then
0: correct and so we have officially now um been announced that this new pokemon is called meltan m-e-l-t-a-n it is the hex nut pokemon it is a steel type.
1: So you put it in your car? No. It's a hex nut. No. It's a hex nut, though.
0: No, don't don't put Pokemon in your car.
1: I'm confused about Pokemon and their don't nature. Don't abuse okay. your Pokemon. we have Chris. been watching so much Pokemon on Twitch. We have. I do not understand how this world works. Um, on so many levels, I'm confused. No, I, I the, don't see where the thing that confuses from.
0: you is that there aren't any good theme songs.
1: Uh, that's a bad thing. Anna, why does the bag of trash talk? ( tangent) I don't get why the bag of trash
0: talks.
2: I just know that I'm watching your little video of Professor Willow talking with Professor Oak. And the disconnect between the two art styles of the two professors is bothering me way more than it should as a human being.
0: Um, and yeah, one of the things you could do in the EGX demo is you could fight
1: Brock. Oh boy.
0: Does his eyes open? No. No. Um, Should oh, and open? surprise! Um, Nintendo announced kind of out of nowhere that Yokai Watch 3 is finally going to come out in North America and Europe.
1: Oh my gosh, Kelly's so right. This is not a human being on the other side of the screen. <laughs> no, Look, it's not. If, if he showed up in the same physical space, we'd be wondering... Oh, this is weird. So,
0: Yokai Watch Three is divided into sushi and tempura and sukiyaki in Japan, which is like the Yokai Watch 3.5. Um, and so, the interesting thing about this game is that in Yokai Watch Three, you start out in Japan and then you move to the U.S. Okay. So, I'm really curious how they're going to handle this
3: it yep. basically has two protagonists one who's in Japan and one who's in the US right I but i mean split be- you sort of split between the two so you go back and forth one
0: of the things that they do is like they play up all of these like ridiculous americana stereotypes in the game
2: yes so, and? so
0: i'm i'm really curious how all of that is going to get localized oh okay. well if if i was the localizer i would
2: call it yokai watch chicken nugget and yokai watch hamburger
1: no, no yeah, well, yes, but Eat also. your what hamburger, Paula. You, you could localize all the Japanese references to American references and all the American references to Japanese reference, and that way no one will know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It'll be really nice.
0: Anyways, we have a release date in North America. It's February 8th, 2019, while the European release is just kind of a vague winter right now. Oh, and the same day that they announced uh, Yo-Kai Watch 3, they. Um, released the Moon Rabbit Crew update for um, Yukai Watch Blasters, which is uh, new missions, new locations, new Yokai and new bosses. Oh, yeah, and if you have both games, you get uh, new bonuses. Um, all right, so there is a new spinoff for The Witcher coming out. It's called Thronebreaker The Witcher Tales. And um, there are pre-orders going on now through the CD Projekt Web website. So it's going to come to PC first for $30 on October 23rd. PC, PC, PC. PC. And then it's going to come out for PS4 and Xbox One on December 8th. So if you purchase the game through God, December 4th. What did I say? 8th. December 4th, sorry. Yeah, right. If you purchase the game through GOG.
1: You get bonuses.
0: You get bonuses. Because CD Projekt Red owns GOG. Right. So if you preorder through GOG, you get um, the game, the Thronebreaker soundtrack, the digital version of Gwent, the Art of the Witcher card game, uh, art book. Uh, you get more concept art for Thronebreaker The Witcher Tales itself. You get um, the Witcher graphic novel, Fox Children. Um, You also get two in-game Gwent player titles and player avatars, and you get five premium kegs for Gwent.
1: I'm confused. How does this game work?
0: Um, so it's a single-player story campaign. So initially, I think this was supposed to be like a single-player. Well, here's no, because Gwent's a digital card game. Oh,
3: whatever. Yeah, it's multiplayer. this so, was.
0: This was supposed to be an expansion for Gwent.
3: Oh, yeah. and then they this was a off. Ca- Yeah, this was a single player campaign for Gwent that they announced, and then it just became this. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Now the Now the Witcher guy is suing them for sixteen million dollars. What?
0: Um. Anyway. Yeah,
3: he, he wants more royalties.
0: Oh, I see. All right. Um, if you haven't been interested in playing the BETA or Break It Early test application for Fallout 76, um, good news. Um, you can apply for the beta and yep. players on the Xbox One will get it starting October 23rd. PS4 and PC have a beta starting October 30th. Um, now, right now, the only way to get into the BETA is to preorder the game. And the idea is, is, um, the beta is not going to be up all the time. It's only going to be up during certain times in order to stress test it. And if you want to be like, meh, I don't need to test nothing. I just want to play the game itself. Um, Fallout 76 comes out on Xbox One, PS4, and PC on November 14th. And uh, if you have not yet played Trails of Cold Steel, shame on you, because I've been there. For
5: shame! For shame! I- I've
0: been there. Shame. I've been there. Shame on I'll you! And and, and I'm get joining get- the crown I- of shame on you. Why haven't you played it? yet? I'm sorry, you haven't played it. No. <laughs> well, good news. Legend of Hero Trails of Cold Steel on Legend of Hero Trails of Cold Steel Two is coming to PlayStation Four. But I
1: have do you it on PC. do you know if you what can do cross I need save?
0: Um, no.
5: The the Aww. the Japanese version had a way to at least move the save over from like Vita and PS3 to the right. PS4. I don't know if this version will.
0: Aww. Yeah, but it doesn't and cross save, it. and it it doesn't matter as much because you can't carry your save into Trail of Cold Steel Three.
1: There
5: are bonuses in. Oh, crap there are bonuses in these games actually if you've played cold steel 3 in japan but yeah i don't <laughs> think they're i, I don't know those i don't think these carry over into three no yeah no, they don't
3: there's there's plot reasons for that just because of how different
5: there's a big time
0: are. gap between three yeah, between, yeah. just because of how two different three, things
3: yeah. are because of what happens at the end of cold steel 2 yeah yep.
0: so one and two are sort of a combined duo and three and four are a combined duo They're all in the same world. They all feature the same characters. All in the the same country. Except the ones that die. I'm dying. All right. So you... um, What
1: do I get with these PS4 versions? All right.
0: So the Trials of Cold Steel 1 Decisive Edition comes with Legend of Cold Steel... uh, Legend of Hero Trials of Cold Steel. um, A 50 Mira replica collector's coin. And for anybody who's played the game, the fifty Mira coin is uh, is very significant. Uh-huh. You also get a music selection CD containing twenty one full length tracks in a steel bookcase.
1: Are there mechs in this game?
0: No. no. This yeah. kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind
1: okay. of spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: There are so mechs what about- in the world. Do you see mechs in that uh, trades? was in the Sky somewhere, I think.
1: Alright, fine. What about Cold Steel 2? <laughs>
0: Alright, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 Relentless Edition comes with Trails of Cold Steel 2 on PS4, an Ouroboros emblem pen, and for those who have played other games in the Legend of Heroes series, they should be kind of familiar with Ouroboros. Um, you also get a musical selection CD with the second game, and that has 23 full-length tracks. And then you get a steelbook. So um, these games are forty nine ninety nine each for the physical edition. Um, so they originally came out on PS3 and Vita. And yep. everybody on RP Gamer who's played them absolutely loves them. I don't think Boy, there's I anybody to- on staff who, who has played them and does not like them. Which is why I need to play
2: them, because I feel
0: like I'm not
2: not part of this club.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Also worth noting, the PS4 versions contain all the extra voice dialogue from the PC release.
0: Yeah, so when they put out the PC release, they did something like 5,000 new English voice lines. Um, They also did a little bit of some gameplay tweaks. Um, Oh, and the PS4 version is dual audio.
5: They they added the ability to speed through battles and actually even speed up time when you're running around on the field, so That's you can nice. get around much quicker, and they That's included nice. all that in the Japanese PS4 version. What about yes. all these
1: DLC costumes? Do I get those?
0: Um, I think they're part of the
1: game, but know, I'm not though. entirely
0: certain. They haven't specifically referenced that. So a lot of the costumes that you can buy, you can unlock in some fashion during the game. Oh, really? Oh
1: yeah! I didn't know that. That's funny.
0: Yeah, those look like costumes that you could just unlock in the Cold Steel is
1: expensive on PC still. What the heck?
0: Uh yeah, because it's it's what thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. 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 Because it has five thousand new voice lines and a bunch of gameplay tweaks.
1: I want it on PC, but for ten dollars. No. I want all the DLC included, <laughs> no. and then I want to use cheat engine. Then I'll be happy.
0: You suck. I do you like the people who are like, ooh, such a cheap cash grab. It's like, um, no, there are lots of people that still haven't played it. And three and four are on PS4. So it makes sense that one and two on PS4. Carrying on.
3: You don't need to cheat in Cold Steel. If you just lose a battle, you can restart it without difficulty. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so Compile Heart announced a new game. It's called Azure Lane. A- A-Z-U-R. No E. Lane. Crosswave. Um
1: It's ship girls.
0: Yeah. So this is uh they they call it an advanced naval battle RPG. So yeah. It's ship girls.
1: It's ship girls. I like tank girls. They're girls who are also ships and they turn into ships and then they're not ships. They look like girls with ship parts on them. It looks bad. Ship ship. it's based off of a chinese smartphone game well i mean there are lots of games like
0: this in japan on the pc and smartphone we've we've talked about the girlification of things in past podcasts
2: including ships
1: districts of tokyo and stuff like that yeah uh, So,
2: so inquiring minds want to know can you pair off
0: these girls and essentially make ship ships (laughs)
1: Ship, ship. <laughs> yeah i think you can i, I
0: don't uh, know um i don't think this has been announced for north america yet i don't even know if we're gonna get passing it in the night uh, i'm closing the story so that there isn't any more terrible no terrible more shipping? funds all right. i'm gonna ship you out all right. <laughs> all right we got some kickstarter check-ins
1: no kingdom hearts uh what the story so far bundle
0: i haven't Did we talked about yet? that yeah,
1: that's what's uh, next. In the all West.
0: right hang on
1: don't miss it people need to play kingdom hearts
0: we have a story about this now so i'm not going to use the tweet i think we have a story
1: Yeah, it doesn't about matter now? they've got no, it's oh, okay
0: yeah <laughs> so um square enix announced a bundle called
1: it's a bundle kingdom of Har- their bundles
0: yeah so <laughs> kingdom hearts the story so far it is a ps4 game um, coming out on October thirtieth for thirty nine ninety nine, and it has every single Kingdom Hearts game on it.
1: All the Kingdom Hearts.
0: See, what I joked about on Facebook was that this bundle
2: needs in- needs to include a QR code that leads you to one of the many U- YouTube videos that explains the timeline, so that when you play through all hundred plus hours of all like what six? How many nine. games is it now? Nine. All nine, nine.
0: games. You didn't have to know what the hell you just played.
1: It's okay. Yeah, because you won't.
0: (laughs) Right. So just to be clear, this is 1.5 plus 2.5 and 2.8. And it's going to be two discs. One disc is 1.5 and 2.5. And then the other disc is 2.8. It's just, it's way cheaper to buy it this way. Caveat. One, this is PS4 exclusive. Two, it's only coming out in the US. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Three, they're not even in the order that they should be because I think Birth by Sleep
0: is on two point five, and that's the first game in the whole timeline. Yeah, but you don't play them chronologically.
3: Yeah, they're in they're in the order that they were released.
0: But
2: I I played <laughs> them chronologically. I played them chronologically, and they make much more sense if you play them chronologically.
1: They don't reference Do they? things you don't understand.
2: No, they they oh. they completely make sense if you play them chronologically.
1: Yeah, okay. I've been told the Kingdom Hearts story makes sense before. I don't believe you. <laughs>
2: but, you know, to be fair, Kingdom Hearts has never made sense. But just just enjoy the pretty Disney.
1: Okay, I can do that. How about I just play the main games and not worry about the other ones? No, uh, no, you are losing
3: out I, on
0: a lot of information. Uh, I wouldn't birth, even do that. Oh. Birth by
2: Sleep is really good.
3: I just play one, realize it, realize it sucks, and then don't play any of us.
1: I've played through one twice. I like one. I haven't so. finished a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game before. Yeah. I don't understand how that hasn't happened, Anna. What are you waiting for? I don't know. I I do We've need re- to we like... We bought the remakes on PS3. We bought them again on PS4. Get on with it.
0: Okay. We have 1.5 and plus 2.5 and 2.8, right?
1: I Yeah. Okay. I don't know at this point. We have I'll so have to,
0: many. One of us will have to dive into the basement. Oh, I don't want to All right. Kickstarter check in. Make me do it. So, we just had two this week. Kickstarter check. Ooh. So, Story Universe is a JRPG inspired title from Corn Bros, a two man development team. And it's a turn based RPG that has players controlling a spirit who it can influence events across multiple worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, this is starting to sound like. Um, Rating Historia. Oh my god, that's my theme of the day. Everything's Rating Historia. All right, so they're asking for. Um, $20,000. They've only got 200 so far.
1: $200? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not doing well. All right. They want 15 bucks to get the game, and then... All the way to the
0: bottom.
1: $500 is their top one. Wow. Yeah. There's no $10,000 tier or anything like that. Well, okay. they only
0: want $20,000. Yeah, all, right. all right. So if you want to throw down 500 because bucks make... for this, you get...
1: You get to be one of the... You get to be like greed or You get or to hypocrisy. design one
0: of the 10 guardians of the Demiurge realm, where they guard the final boss. Um, you will select one of the 10 corruptions to base your Demiurge off of, such as greed, hypocrisy, or envy. Um, you get your name in the credits, um, one copy of the game. <laughs> That's weird. Um, a digital copy of the OST a light or dark spirit that will appear in the game uh, design an unlockable character for the player's collection design a boss that the players will face and help create one of the final 10 guardians in the game so wait they only want $20,000 and they expect this to be out in two years yeah I don't know yeah this is a weird one
5: Anyways, Kickstarter math
0: yeah no that's bad math Um, Encased is an old-school isometric turn-based RPG Um, from Dark Crystal Games. This is a sci-fi title set in an alternative version of the 1970s where players are exploring the dome, a mysterious structure found in a remote desert. So they're doing pretty good. They're at $93,000 out of $99,000. So they've got it going on. Um, if you want to get in, uh, well, there's a $1, there's a $4 and then, all right, here we go. About 24 and a U.S. dollars. You get a steam key, which is discounted from the $29.99 asking price at retail. And if you want to go super oh gosh, crazy, Anna. they have 8 million tiers. I got a
1: 9900 U.S. dollars. You'll be the supreme ruler. Only four backers can become a faction leader. So I guess you get to be a faction leader.
0: Claiming 20 copies of the game and all of the digital goodies.
1: You get the physical mask of the raider. You get to meet with the devs or even stream the game with them. And you get... an That was actually written in the description. You get an episode of a MicroStory minigame devoted entirely to you. All
0: right. So includes mini, MicroStory oh, no, no, minigame. No, no,
1: no. We don't need to
0: go through that. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, that is an insanely long list. It's like thirty things in that list. All right. So yeah, if you want to go crazy, the ninety, the ninety nine hundred dollar tier is still available, and uh, wow, they've had two people back at it that tier. Wow. Right, and then we have a huge editorial block. We've Wait, been what gone happened for
1: two to weeks. the? Oh wow, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we say goodbye to Josh.
1: Bye, Josh. Uh, Bye, Josh. Bye, Josh.
0: See you and guys. And we'll talk about editorial content. So Scott and Sam went to TGS, and they wrote a whole bunch of impressions, and they took a whole bunch of pictures. So go check those out.
1: Like, give we, me a teaser. What are some of the games they got to impressions of?
0: Um, let me see
1: here. Inazuma Eleven Aries, Judge, Judge Eyes.
0: Eyes. Judge Eyes looks so amazing. <laughs>
1: That's the Yakuza game. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh and like I said, Noki and the Legendary Alchemists, Ateliers of the New World. They got an impression of that. In fact, it was partially in English. Um, they played Fantasy Star online too. They they weren't real they weren't real fond the of that. PS4 edition. Yeah. Because there's like a crossover event what? going Get on. Get to with the Mont next Star one. 100. Get to the next one. Persona Q2, new cinema labyrinth. Mm. Want. I oh, want so bad. And okay? Watch Four. Um, And then we have all the reviews. So we have a Valkyria Chronicles 4 review. We have a Hero U Rogue to Redemption review. We have a Stardew Valley review. A
1: little late on the ball for that one. Eh,
0: Better late than never. Or is it a Switch version or something? Uh, I think it's Vita. Okay. We have a Cosmic Star Heroin review. We have Impressions from Fan Expo Most importantly, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Kingdom Hearts Three. We have an impression for Breach from Pax West, and then we have no. Oh, and then Sarah did cool. We have a trio of interviews. We interviewed Varian, who is a music maker. We interviewed um, Austin Winter. Wait, wait,
1: wait! The music maker is known for music in.
0: You have the article open. Okay. He makes video game music. We have another interview with Austin Wintory about "A Light in the Void." He ha- and
1: he has music in lots of games, like the. Um... I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> but ba- yeah, Banner Saga. Thank you.
0: And then we also have an interview of for the Pathfinder Kingmaker staff. Um, Chris Avalone and Alexander Michulin. I hope I pronounced that right. Oh,
1: wait, what does Varian have music in? Nothing. Is he just a remixer at this point, but not albums? Saga? No, Wintery like... has Banner Saga. Oh.
3: Um, no RPGs. He's done like a bunch of trailers and music and stuff. Uh, no, not Metroidvania. I think he's more sort of getting into it at the moment, but.
0: Okay. He does music. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, boxers. Breeze. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Square Enix had a TGS stream, and we sort of went over what everything happened there. Yep. Um, there was more information that came out about Tales of Crestoria, where the main cast was introduced. Why um, the
1: guy has a weird tattoo on his belly. No, I don't no. think we've talked about that okay. yet.
0: Um, Final Fantasy XV and Terror Wars is having a crossover. Um, Harvest Moon, Light of <sighs> Hope came out on ios and android Um, we have first screenshots of conception plus and the story behind it as well Um, prodigy tactics has left early access so you can jump in on the full game now Um, we have god eater three main story information Uh, we talked about vigilantes being out now and um sinner sacrifice for redemption i think might be out at this point we put up a, oh no october 18th um we talked about the fact that the Ark of alchemist has wait, been delayed don't in japan know what
1: these games are you're just brushing by what's a vigilante?s what's a vigil sinner sacrifice for you redemption? should read the story this is oh, the brief right. section oh Chris. okay all right fair enough go to the site read yep. the story okay
0: And there's so many games that have these fuzzy-wuzzy names.
1: are you saying if I take the plunge and make the lunge, I'll find the sponge?
0: I hate you. (laughs) There's so many games that have these floofy names that when um, a story for something else came up this week, I was like, wait, isn't that the game that just got delayed? And Alex was like, no. And I think we had this conversation at least twice this week. So yeah, Ark of Alchemist um, was delayed in Japan. It was supposed to come out in October it's supposed to come out in November, now it's coming out February 2019, it has not been announced for North America yet but it's kind of one of those games that Nisa would do um, or iffy um, Hayaki Castle is adding more floors so if you have been playing Haunted Dungeon, Hayaki Castle on PC yes um, or PS4 or Switch there are more floors to go down um,
1: X-Order. X-Order! Fantasy turn-based strategy RPG coming to the Switch this month. Yep. I've never heard of this one before. But, uh, yeah, you're going to do fantasy strategy. It, the art style looks kind of like Clash of clans doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does, actually.
1: But it's uh, TRPG-ish interesting you have to check that out 13 bucks right
0: and if you have been looking forward to mutineer zero the road to eden which is a tactical rpg coming out on pc ps4 and xbox one it has a release date of december 4th and a new developer
1: demo this one looks like xcom ish
0: yes all right feedback
1: what games do you want on the playstation classic
0: so if you ever want to provide feedback to us... No, no. Have... Tell us
1: what the feedback is first.
0: Well, no. Oh, okay. We
2: have a lot of feedback.
0: Yes. So we're going to, we're going to bookend this. Oh, so right, if right. you want to provide feedback, don't listen to Chris because he's a wet sponge.
1: It's the wet sponge room.
0: <sighs> Number one, you can email us. Podcast at rpgamer.com. And you too can be mixed among the spam. It's all cleaned out now. Now I can actually read the email that's there. All right. You Podcast at that every rpgamer.com. week. <laughs> um, you can call or text 608-729-4098. Um, you can watch us live and be in the chat room every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Woo! Or you can go to the website, rpgamer.com find the rpg cast most recent rpg cast slap a reply down there all right so what games do you want on the playstation classic classic and lord gobez says i can't think of any set of games that would make me buy a playstation classic there's some games that i never played like thousand arms that i'd like to have available digitally but i'm not paying hundred dollars for it
1: And then he goes into other games he has already and doesn't care about getting on this thing. So,
0: so Shaman replies to what games do you want on the PlayStation Classic
1: with... Uh, oh, Loc- hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's Lord Golbez does give us at the end, he, get, he answers a question. If I couldn't get the games any other way, my dream list would be... Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy Tactics, Xenogears, Z- Cro- Chrono Cross, Wild Arms, Suikoden 2, Suikoden, I guess, have that too, why not, Thousand Arms, never played, but I want something new, Brave Fencer Musashi, Tales of Destiny, and uh, whatever for the rest. It's <laughs> just the uh, the RPG classic at that point. Some
0: of those <laughs> don't even have the source code anymore. Yeah, well,
1: tough. They want them. Okay. Right. What's Shaman say?
0: Uh, Shaman says he wants a localized version of the Persona 2 games and an AC adapter.
1: Well, one of them has a localized version on the Vita. PSP. The PSP. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. And Bobby Watson corrects me. I think Anna was confusing Legend of Dragoon and Legend of Gaia. So I wasn't. I was just wrong. Because I hate Legend of Dragoon with a burning passion and I would never confuse it for any other game. But carrying on. <laughs> um i'm 99 percent sure bobby watson says dragoon is out on psn because i bought it for a dollar out of morbid curiosity but have never actually booted it up lagaya is not available anywhere other than ebay i was having this conversation with someone on twitter yeah he's he's totally right um which is weird because lagaya is a sony published game so if it's not available on psn there are some very deep questions to ask about its availability <laughs>
2: I read something last week that apparently there's a game breaking bug
0: but interesting it,
2: that was like on a NeoGAF forum so I could be mistaken right?
0: or they so could be mistaken it's hard to vet those sort of things All right. Um, he continues and says I think the only thing I would be interested in having on a PS Classic would be Valkyrie Profile 1 uh, as I keep hearing that the PS1 version is better than the PSP version Maybe I would add Tales of Destiny to that list. Hey! Two votes for Tales of Destiny! I'm certain neither of these will be included, and what we will get instead will be things like Gran Turismo, one, two, or both, the original Tomb Raider, a Crash Bandicoot game, and some crap first-party games like Battle Arena Tushinden, or whatever the name of the game was. Considering the original PlayStation was mostly targeting older gamers at the time, it would not surprise me if the entire package was rated M. I may wait for things to be hackable before I take the plunge and buy one. La, 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 I'm not reading the rest of that. See,
2: I, I'm questioning whether or not Crash and Spyro are going to show up on that. I don't think so, because they, they just don't...
0: had remastered collections.
2: Yeah. And they don't even own the license to them anymore. And if I recall, they had to, like, pull some strings to even get Crash to show up in Uncharted 4.
1: Wait, why is Crash in Uncharted 4?
2: Because Naughty Dog.
1: How how is same Crash company and, um, that makes it. How is he in Uncharted for?
2: Oh. He's, in the be- or, at the beginning of the game, you play uh Crash Bandicoot as
0: Nathan Drake. Oh for good. <laughs> <Or he> plays- <laughs> All right. Um continuing on, I believe the topic of the PSP dock games came up during the podcast, and I believe only the PSP Go had a dock that was capable of connecting with the PS3 controller. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yep. yep.
0: Uh, Victor also commented and said, "If Air Guys Tobo One and Two were on the PlayStation Classic, I would buy it." All of these are fighting games with action RPG like quest modes, and none of them have been released on virtual console in the U.S. In fact, Tobo was never released in the U.S. at all. Yeah, they're not going to put out games that weren't released <coughs> on on these yeah. systems. But pipe dreams are good. All right
1: see um, star fox 2 coming out on the snes classic
2: yeah but star fox 2 was done yeah and localized
1: so all we got to do is finish it and get it into sony's archive without them knowing wait they need to know it's there
0: you haven't really thought this through have no, you i haven't thought it through so yeah if you oh whoa, whoa, whoa. we have a... we need to we need a question of the
1: week too late
0: no what's our question of the week Come
1: on. Uh, what's your favorite thing to get from Dunkin' Donuts? We're trying to get a sponsorship, Huh? We're trying to get a sponsorship.
0: Besides, it's not going to be Dunkin' Donuts anymore. At the start of January, it's just Dunkin'.
1: Is it? Yes. Um, for real? Yes. They're pulling an IHOB.
0: No, they're doing it for real, realsies. Oh, wow. There's no high hop about this, where it's going to be like, psych! They, like, revealed all the new logos and stuff.
2: What about uh, what game made you realize you still love JRPGs, or just RPGs in general?
0: Ooh. The Dragon
2: Quest conundrum.
0: Yeah. What
2: the
1: game answer's all going to be ta- uh, Trails in the Sky games. you realize
0: you love
2: JRPGs? And, I mean, it could be initially or re- reinvigorating your love like how Dragon Quest 11 has been with most of the staff.
1: Daniel in the chat room wants us to ask, what games do you want on the N64 classic? Oh god. Uh, Can we nothing? not have that conversation How about yet? we not have one? The, the version
2: of Final Fantasy 7 that was going to be before it switched to A. Final Fantasy
1: 6 tech demo. Yeah,
0: yeah that. Playable. <laughs> That would just make people angry. <laughs> <It's> salty. Yeah.
1: <sighs> oh, okay.
0: All right. So, coming out this week, or already coming out, or yeah, already I think out. I'm
1: running out of steam here. Let's uh, hit up the new releases. Disky One Completes coming out for PS4 and Switch.
0: The World Ends With You. Final Remix is coming Ooh. to Switch.
1: Yay. Child of Light on the
0: Switch. October 11th. Yeah. And Luigi's Mansion, that's which isn't RPG. really an RPG, but that's okay. Comes I, out October. I like to give
1: Luigi shoutouts.
0: Luigi. Alright. So, dun, dun. what are people going to be playing this week? I know Chris is going to be playing Dragon, Dragon Quest 11. 11
1: apparently forever. Yeah. I didn't know there was that much post game, so I should have.
0: Um, Kelly, are you I, are you going to be playing Dragon Quest 11 this
5: week?
2: Yeah, I want to try and get to Yggdrasil and I also want to at least finish um Ogden's Story of Dragon Fantasy so that I can play a little bit of Dragon Fantasy 2 just to talk be able to talk about it on Backtrack.
0: Yay! Um, I'm going to be playing uh Jake Hunter and I just need to finish it before The World Ends With You it comes out on Friday. Friday, yes. I'm, I'm sure I'll do that. I might even squeeze another game in there.
2: For a second there, I thought you were saying you want to finish Jake Hunter before the world ends.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, 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 no. That's, that's actually kind of accurate. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, Was that uh, your impression of record scratches? It's the world ends with you. Okay. Uh, Pascal, what are you going to be playing?
4: I think I'm just going to get accidentally sucked into another dimension. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to
2: me. Four, two, eight. <laughs> well, I I hope you go to the dimension that has lots of pretty girls and weed.
4: You should go to the no. meat dimension.
0: The meat dimension? No, yeah. T.A., no. I'm
4: going to go to the dimension no. that has lots of Dunkin' Donuts. No, just Dunkin'.
0: No, that's Duncan. a dimension. That's Dunkin'. All right. Uh, and Alex is going to work on feeling better this week but are there any games you're going to be playing while you're working on Feeling Better?
3: I'm going to be ending the world.
0: Okay. I will be joining you as soon as I can. All right. That's the show. Yay.
1: Mm. Yay. Everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Wait, next week? Yes? No? Yeah. No, yes? why would not? Yeah, Because uh, we keep we going every a, two weeks. We have a thing... We should be able to do a show around the conference that we're going to. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Yay. Yay. We'll we'll see you next week. Yep. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Extra Life. Right. Extra Life is November 3rd and 4th. So, we we are going to be teaming up with PS Nation this year. Again. Well, we haven't in a few years.
1: Uh, Last year we did.
0: Not really. Well, yeah.
1: I went there and... Did a combined thing with them. Okay. You even talked about it to me last night.
0: I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So we're teaming up with PS Nation again this year. <laughs> and they're coming here. Hey,
1: they're hey. coming to our house. Yeah. Unless plans have changed. We haven't talked to them in 10 days. No, I'm, you I'm gonna
2: pretty be... sure they're still here. Okay. Are you so- going to be failing Dark Souls again?
1: I hope not. Oh
0: man, does he have to play Dark Souls on the Switch while while he podcasts? Since
1: since we're doing it with PS Nation and they have a much bigger streaming audience and stuff, I'm letting Glenn do the streaming, so it'll be a bunch of garbage PS Nation games, you know, like Fortnite and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know how it goes. But I can maybe I can set up a second stream just so you can watch me die in Dark Souls if you really want to. Yep. That's easy I to love do. watching
0: you die in Dark Souls.
2: I do
1: it so well. Does that right? mean
0: we're gonna have Glenn on our podcast?
1: We could. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't see why we couldn't.
0: Sweet. I think that'll um, be the first time he'll be on the RPG cast. Yeah.
1: I don't think we did a podcast last year during Extra Life because I was at his place and wasn't able to. Ooh, so.
0: right. righty
1: I don't know if we'll do one this year, honestly. Well, we'll, we'll figure it easier. out. But because if you want to donate, if day, you want to donate
0: to Chris, what's yes. the link?
1: Um. Extra. Oh, Life.org right. uh, uh.
0: You have a short link What is it?
1: Uh, uh, hold on I don't know where that's set up So give me a second oh, You're so bad at this Chris. I'm really bad at this Let's talk more about Extra Life in general Why, why do we play Extra Life, Anna? So we raise
0: money for, um, for the kids And all of the money raised during Extra Life Goes to the Children's Miracle Network who take care of kids in various hospitals while they are sick.
1: And what hospital am I playing for?
0: You play for a Wisconsin hospital that I never remember the name of.
1: The Children's Hospital of Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Um, And we'll be
0: more put together in terms of extra life in future weeks.
1: Yes. That said, can I get a better link? Page link. Can I do Chris P? Save changes. I got Chris P. All right. So you extra-life.org slash participant slash Chris P. Sweet. Every year it's different whether or not you're going to get a good link. So like Chris P crispy. is good, right? Yeah. Chris P. That's a good link, right? C H R I S. Should I go for a different one? Should I go for Psalm 1001? Uh
0: um, P. Chris.
2: Well, now, you, now you've committed to
1: Crispy. I've committed to Crispy. Yes. Let's commit to Crispy. So let me put it in the show notes. So if you uh, happen to dig your way through to the show notes, where do we link those anymore? On the,
0: on the page where we post the podcast. Mm-mm. Well, why aren't you putting them there?
1: They never made it onto the new site.
0: Well, then you should start putting them there,
1: Chris. I just realized that now.
0: <laughs> All right. So show notes are coming back. And it's gonna have the link to donate yeah, to Chris notes. for Extra Life. I'll just
1: put the link to Extra Life in there. <laughs> so. we're,
0: gonna, we're gonna have
1: to talk either way. About this after we got a we got a link for Extra Life in the sh- in the show. Yay! So if you go to the the show page, the story for the show on the page, you know where it says RPG Cast, there'll be a link to me on Extra Life if you'd like to donate for me. Is anyone else doing Extra Life?
0: Sam and Scott.
1: Sam and Scott. Any no one else on the show here today? No Kelly. No, I usually just hang with you. Pascal disappeared, so okay.
0: Alex has done it some years, but it's been a while, hasn't it?
3: No, I've not done it any years.
0: Oh, did you just stay it up with me one year?
3: Possibly. It okay. Clashes possibly, with yeah. stuff I usually do on weekends. So.
0: Gotcha. All right. All right. So thank you so, everybody. Oh,
3: extra
1: extra life is November third fourth. Through fourth. Yep. So and since we have uh PS Nation coming over, they uh will be doing the traditional twenty four hours method instead of the Split 25 hours method? Well, yeah, 25 hours method instead of the 12 hours, 12 hours. Okay. Um, at this point, I'm an old man and I can't make it through. So at some point, you will catch me napping. <laughs> that will be fun, I hope, for you. So,
0: all right. I, on the other hand, am not participating this year because I have way too many balls in the air that i am attempting to juggle and already dropping some of them. And so I just don't want to do Extra Life. I'll be oh, on the stream. Sarah-
1: Noodle's doing it. So okay. Sarah McGar also... Um, search for her on Extra Life. You should be able to just search for Sarah Magar somewhere. Um, I don't have her link, but you could donate to her as well. And we'll try and get a little oh. story up with like links to everybody who's doing it and the teams they're doing it for and whatnot. So go and Extra Life.
2: Yay. And You'll be uh, streaming your napping. Is and just we're not out.
1: Doing, uh, are we going to do a Team RP Gamer? Should I no. do a Team RP Gamer? No? No, that okay. was the decision. Okay, cool. So, So whatever team you're going to do, just do it. You don't need Team RP Gamer to do it. You need to just go and do it. So I want to inspire you to go out and uh, tell your friends, tell your family, ask for $24 or $25, a dollar per hour, and um, to, just to sponsor you for gaming. It adds up. It makes a difference. Help those kids. The research money goes towards things like curing cancer and and doing things like uh, providing supplies for kids to uh, be entertained while they're in long hospital stays and stuff like that. So it's all going to good stuff. Children Miracle Network is cool. Children's Hospital of Wisconsin is cool. And uh, or whoever you're playing for, they're probably cool too. So go help those kids and we'll see you next week. Bye everybody.
2: Bye bye. Bye.